0: This is information not being reported by anyone else. You want the scoop? Here it is with Darren Doogie Wolfson. We made it nine more than Hugh Hefner. Nowhere near the number of women that Hugh Hefner slept with, but still monumental enough for this particular podcast. It is episode 100. Hello, everyone. Taping episode 100 of the Scoop podcast on Friday morning, the 29th of September. We'll get to some Wolves notes, Gophers football, a Vikings note or two, plus a quick conversation with Twins GM Thad Levine. He's pretty much a regular at least once a week, if not multiple times a week on the Scoop Podcast. But first, love for Vine Park Brewing, vinepark.com for more information. $7, get you a tour of Vine Park, see how they make their beers, their wines, their root beer. Then you get some Hagey's Pizza, then you get a flight or a pint. Owner Andy is a really good guy, diehard wild fan, big-time hockey guy. Heck, it's another great football weekend. You need your beer fix. Go to Vine Park Brewing in St. Paul, conveniently located right between 35E and downtown St. Paul on West 7th Street. Take 35E, take the exit off 35E for West 7th, head toward downtown St. Paul, It's right there, the exact address. You get it on vinepark.com. They've been around for 22 years. You don't make it 22 years without a really good product, really good tasting beer. They have good wines. They have good root beer. It is Brewing, vinepark.com. Twins Fever, for the most part, is overtaking the Twin Cities. Certainly will ramp up to another level if they somehow beat the Yankees. We know the Yankees will be a heavy favorite next Tuesday at Yankee Stadium, but, hey, Irvin Santana a couple weeks ago was darn good against the Yankees. So, hey, one-game situation – The Twins certainly have a chance. Thad Levine, Twins general manager, wasn't supposed to be in Cleveland. But once the Twins had a chance to clinch, he had to catch a flight on Tuesday afternoon to be there. He was there in the belly of the beast for the celebration on Wednesday, late Wednesday, in the Twins clubhouse. Then he flew back with the team on Thursday after they lost to Cleveland. Upon his arrival back in the Twin Cities, I caught up briefly with the Twins general manager. All right, we talked on Tuesday and we talked about, okay, the craziness of this year, but now that it's a reality that you're in the playoffs, can you just put into words how wacky, I mean, you've been around some really good teams, some really interesting teams. Where does this year, where does this team rank? i say it's blissfully amazing. Uh, you know, you don't lose
1: sight of how impactful this is for hopefully the fan base. Uh, but last night, the fan base that was most excited was the 25-man roster. And just standing in that room, watching the guys watch the Chicago White Sox play, cheering for Nikki Delmonico was pretty spectacular. And then you look around and you realize how few of these guys have had a chance to celebrate at the big league level. And it's really most of the guys in the room have never had that opportunity, including veterans like Brian Dozier. And just seeing the just sheer joy on his face. Some of those rookies don't know better, but a guy like Brian's been really grinding it out for this organization ever since he was a rookie. And so I think we're ecstatic for those guys. And it it harkened back to earlier in my career when I got to do that with the Texas Rangers. It just the sheer joy that you can bring to people's faces. It's really spectacular.
0: I mean, you mentioned Dozier, but how about all the other guys? I mean, outside of who? Jimenez, Perkins, Mauer. Am I forgetting anybody? I mean, just about everybody in that clubhouse hasn't been through something like yeah,
1: that. Maybe Castro, Adrianza, Belial, some of those guys have, have played, but really... You know, you're talking about it. we have 35 players up here now, that's just six players. And so everybody else hasn't done it. I did come up to John Curtis and he said, I just did this a few weeks ago in Chattanooga. He said, of course, there was no champagne involved. So I think it tastes a little bit different when you do it at the major league level. Gabriel Moyes said it's about time something happened in my favor. I think I was playing in double A a couple of weeks ago. So I think it's just the teams coming together right at the right time. And we really have that attitude of uh, why not us and it's a scary team to play when there's no expectations heaped around the club and that's exactly where we are right now
0: i heard you on 1500 espn this morning saying that with the kinsler trade there might have been or maybe there was a miscalculation but was there i mean at the time weren't you guys under 500 the run differential of minus 70 something was it really a miscalculation
1: i think you know derek and i are charged with making the best decisions with the information at hand and right then it appeared as if Uh, you know the Kansas City Royals and the Cleveland Indians had gone undefeated that week we had scuffled a little bit we had dropped from a couple games out of first place to in third place and so we started turning our attention a little bit more towards a medium turbo lens but that being said I don't think we felt in that trade alone we were really detrimentally impacting the trade I mean our our playoff odds it turns out we were actually only enhancing we should have made that trade a couple weeks prior
0: how much credit does Terry Ryan deserve?
1: Uh, immense credit We had a chance to call Terry a couple weeks ago and, you know, absent of us even making the playoffs, express our appreciation for everything he's done. Uh, Both Derek and I exchanged a text with him last night. He was one of the first people that we actually reached out to. Uh, I think he and Vern Folliwell and Mike Radcliffe and Darren Johnson, Sean Johnson, Rob Anthony, those guys are the architects of this team. Derek and I have come around Uh, We've made some minor tweaks to the process, and we've enhanced some of the resources around the team. But by and large, Terry and his group are the people who are responsible for the success that we experienced last night.
0: I'll leave you with this. It's the question I've asked you how many different times. But Miguel Sano made more progress even today. I mean, took more swings. Is there a chance? Even Um, if he's a decoy, does it make some sense to have him on the 25-man for for the Yankees game? um,
1: Great news today. Dr. Sano has cleared himself to play. So now our doctors need to confirm that, and uh, we're going to lay hands on him when we get back with the hope that maybe he could be a threat off the bench here come this weekend.
0: I mean, it's the idea that he'll
1: face some pitchers here tomorrow at Target Field? He has been facing pitching the last couple days. He's been taking some batting practice. We're going to continue that endeavor, uh, whether that's some of our guys throwing to him or some of the, the Detroit Tigers throwing to him is yet to be determined.
0: Further on Sano, so not only has he told the Twins, hey, I am ready to go, he's told some people close to him, I am ready to go. The next step is, as Thad indicated, later on Friday, he'll meet with the Twins doctors. They then would have the final say. So we'll wait and see what the Twins doctors say. But if they say, hey, Miguel, you say you're good to go. We have every reason to believe you're good to go. Miguel should be back in the Twins lineup as soon as this weekend, maybe as soon as Friday night or Saturday night. But again, the final hurdle is we don't know what the Twins doctors will determine. He has to meet with the Twins' doctors later on Friday. They will have the final say in all of this. Here's what you might have missed on a recent episode of the Touch'Em All
1: podcast. To that point about last year being an aberration, I think this year has proven that absolutely last year was not a really a true 103-loss team. Because it wasn't like they overhauled the whole roster. They didn't get 20 wins better in the offseason by adding two extra pitchers in the rotation and and a big free agent thumper in uh, the outfield. They pretty much brought the same crew back. There was a couple improvements, Eddie Rosario, Byron Buxton, Jose Barrios. uh, But for the most part, it was just the same crew and a natural progression, mostly guys emerging into their primes. We can officially say that last year the true talent level was not 103 losses. It was probably more like 90 losses, and the season just slipped away and things piled up. Started a bunch Injuries. of pictures that didn't
0: belong, all yeah. that kind of stuff.
1: You can find the Touch Em All
0: podcast on 1500ESPN.com's podcast page or on iTunes. Further on Terry Ryan, you heard what Thad said about Terry Ryan. I reached out to Terry. He politely got back to me. Terry is an A-plus individual. He is scouting the instructional league. He politely declined comment. I'm sure other reporters have also reached out to Terry. You know, heck, that is the A1 interview right now. If you can get Terry Ryan talking about the Twins the year after they fire him going to the playoffs, this roster pretty much put in place by Terry, you know, for the most part, at least he certainly deserves a ton of credit as Thad alluded to, but Terry Ryan, at least right now, declining all interview requests. One leftover note from middle of last week, Doug Mankiewicz was never offered a coaching job in the Arizona fall league. I believe it was his wife who told Jim Suhan of the star tribune. Hey, how could the twins fire my husband? Heck, they just offered him a coaching job in the Arizona Fall League, that is bogus. That is not true. Jody Minkiewicz did not have the information right there. What the Twins did was they reached out to Minkiewicz, they reached out to Tommy Watkins, they reached out to Jake Mauer. they reached out to every coach in their minor league system a number of weeks ago simply to gauge interest. Hey, do you have interest? in coaching in the Arizona Fall League. No determination was ever made on who would actually go down there. They just wanted to take the temperature of all their coaches simply to see if those coaches had interest to begin with. So Minkiewicz was never chosen by the Twins to coach in the Arizona Fall League. Some Wolves notes. I'll start with the court design. I tweeted a photo of what the court will look like at the renovated Target Center. Check out my Twitter, D Wolfson. KSTP. I'm at at D Wolfson. KSTP. I tweeted it about 5 30 on Thursday. Again, if you want to check out what the new Wolves court design looks like, the Wolves reached out on free agent Dwayne Wade. Now, it was far too late. Heck, the wheels were in motion on Dwayne to reunite with LeBron James to sign with the Cavs a number of weeks ago, even before the buyout was officially reached. At least that's the league buzz. You know, obviously, all the paperwork had to go through, they had to do everything by the book, but we know there's all sorts of behind-the-scenes shenanigans happening on a regular basis. In this case, Dwayne was always leaning toward joining the Cavs as far as if a bio could be reached, but the Wolves at least inquired. They made some sort of effort, even if they knew deep down that Dwayne Wade would not join them. On training camp, hearing good things about Tyus Jones. Now, that being said, Aaron Brooks wasn't signed to ride the bench. Aaron Brooks was signed for a reason, so I fully expect Aaron Brooks to earn minutes. But I'm hearing so far at training camp in San Diego that Tyus Jones has played well. I had the note going back to early September when all the Wolves, well, at least most of the Wolves, except for Andrew Wiggins, a couple other guys, Gorgie Jang, was playing an Afro basket. But for the most part, many guys were at Mayo Clinic Square in early September, informal scrimmages. I had the note a couple weeks ago that Tyus Jones was playing well. That good play has continued here in training camp. Also, Eric Musselman, the Nevada head coach, the former nba coach of the year wasn't he coach of the year i believe he was i should have his wikipedia page up or something like that coached what the sacramento kings the golden state warriors son of bill musselman anyway eric musselman great guy if he wants to go to a bigger job he can he is a great coach or if he wants to stay at nevada and win at nevada that's fine too i know he really likes it there in reno anyway eric musselman was in san diego earlier this week for a recruiting trip So he dropped by Wolves practice. He is friends with Tom Thibodeau. Eric told me via text that he was really impressed with Jimmy Butler's level of communication. We all know how dynamic a player Jimmy Butler is, top 10, top 15, two-way guy in the NBA. But Eric said it was impressive watching up close how much he communicates during a practice. Eric, by the way, many, many years ago, it would have been in the early 90s, was a Wolves assistant. Transitioning to Gophers football. If you want to hear Tyrone Carter on him making up with head coach PJ Fleck, I had a conversation with Tyrone among others on Scoop podcast episode 99. That was earlier in the week also on Scoop podcast episode 99 20 minutes of Gophers men's hockey talk with associate coach Mike Gensel talking Casey Middlestat, what stands out so far in training camp. Line combinations, Tommy Novak Jr. coming back from the torn ACL in January. We got into a bunch recruiting kids as young as 13, 14 years old, all sorts of Gophers men's hockey talk on Scoop Podcast, episode 99. On Gophers football, four NFL teams will have scouts at Saturday's game against Maryland, the Vikings. The Buccaneers, the Titans, plus the Cowboys. Also in attendance will be a number of recruits on an unofficial visit. Will be 2019, Class of 2019 California quarterback Hank Bachmeyer. The buzz is Bachmeyer could commit to the Gophers as soon as the end of the weekend. He's a four star kid. I know UCLA has a bunch of interest. I know the recruiting websites rank him very highly. He would be the best quarterback, at least. In terms of rankings the gophers have ever landed so it's a big deal you know pj fleck is clearly ramping up recruiting efforts so it's on me to follow recruiting more and more, certainly the premier position. I will track as much as I can. And, yeah, Hank Bachmeier will be here on Saturday for the Maryland game. His dad will be here as well. And there is a distinct possibility he commits to the Gophers in the next few days. That would be a big, big deal. The Gophers extended invitations to other top 2019 targets, Bryce Benhart, the offensive lineman from Lakeville North, but he will not be in attendance. He has some other plans, plus Quinn Carroll of Edina, but he will be at the Virginia Tech Clemson game. His older brother played at Virginia Tech, so he is taking an unofficial visit to Virginia Tech this weekend. So Quinn Carroll of Edina will not be at the Gophers game. On the injury front, as I taped this at 11 a.m. on Friday morning, signs point to Jared Weiler, the Gophers' best offensive lineman, who's dealing with a foot injury, is more likely to not play than to play, but he hasn't been officially ruled out, so there's a distinct possibility He attempts to warm up early Saturday morning, then they make a determination. But at least at this point, the sense is Jared Weiler, the Gophers' best offensive lineman, their starting center, out for the Maryland game. Also out, not for injury, for other reasons, safety Duke McGee. He's a good player, redshirt senior, really like Duke McGee. Duke McGee will not play against Maryland. I expect him to miss a number of games. It comes down to you have to follow rules. There are team rules. There are NCAA rules. Speaking of that, Rashad Still will be back in uniform for the Maryland game, the backup wide receiver, but I don't expect him to get snaps he was suspended for the middle tennessee state game also on the health front i guess i should mention both rodney smith and shannon brooks their top two running backs shannon brooks did not play against middle tennessee state a couple weeks ago rodney smith got hurt right before halftime evaluated for a concussion did not play in the second half both guys are good to go both guys will play in the big 10 opener before we get to a note about former gophers basketball coach clem haskins a potpourri of other stuff some love for running tap There's a local startup out there that delivers beer directly from tap rooms to people. People don't think about it, but beer in the liquor stores has been sitting around sometimes upwards of six months for an IPA that could really change how it's intended to taste. Also, there's 150 plus breweries in the state and many of those guys are making small batches of amazing stuff, but 90% of those beers don't make it into the liquor stores or bars Well, guess what? Now they can get to your doorstep. They can deliver right to you. It's running tap. They go to these local, you name it, you know, brew houses. They'll go to all these local places. Hey, they'll go to Vine Park if you want them to. And they will then deliver that beer right to you. The website is running-tap.com. Again, running-tap.com. It's a new local startup here in the Twin Cities. One more time, running-tap.com. They also deliver on Sundays and they don't charge more. They will charge you the same amount on Sundays as they'll charge you any other day of the week. So check them out if you're at home, if you need a beer fix, if you need some good local beer, good local brewed beer, made beer. You don't want the conventional, same old tasting stuff. You want the good stuff, the good local stuff check out Running Tap. They will deliver it right to you. You don't need to leave the comfort of your living room. Running-Tap.com for more information. Current Gophers basketball coach, men's basketball coach Richard Pitino was due in Iowa on Thursday to see a 2019 point guard. The word is he did make that trip. However, on Wednesday, he was supposed to see a couple recruits at De La Salle. I didn't check if he made it to De La Salle or not, so I won't be Quoted on that one, but on Jalen Suggs, Mini Haha Academy, Richard Patino plus Ben Johnson. Assistant Ben Johnson were supposed to watch Jalen Suggs at his football practice. He's the quarterback of the football team on Wednesday. Only Ben Johnson made it. Understandable that Richard Patino on Wednesday when everything was happening with his dad decided to lay low. The Gophers men's basketball team opens practice on Friday afternoon Patino scheduled to address the media at 2:15 on Friday afternoon then practice begins at 3 on the basketball theme we know about the football reunion the 1967 football reunion This weekend for the Maryland game, the 1967 Big Ten champion Gophers having a reunion this weekend. Well, there's also a reunion for former Gophers men's basketball coach Clem Haskins. They're trying to keep this one on the down low. They don't want any media attention. I tried to reach out to see if we could have a camera at some of the festivities. I was told no, no media, but around 35 to 40 of Clem's former players are whining and dining him here in the Twin Cities this weekend. We'll finish with a couple other notes, and this will be a condensed version of the Scoop Podcast. We went around 75 minutes or so on Scoop Podcast episode 99, so we'll keep this news and notes version to the 20-minute variety. Boom, boom, boom. Give you all the information and call it a podcast. Matthew Hurt, 2019 Rochester John Marshall, stud forward. He can pretty much name the college that he will play for, just a tremendous basketball player. Older brother Michael is on the Gophers. Anyway, met Hurt this week visiting Kentucky, Indiana. Plus, on Saturday, is supposed to visit Louisville. But obviously, with everything going on, I know the family has some has some personal ties to the Louisville area. So maybe they still travel to Louisville just to catch up with some friends and family. But I'm not quite sure there's a reason to hang around the Louisville Cardinals basketball team on saturday if you are matthew hurt i'm waiting for his dad to get back to me michael floyd returns to the vikings next week i know he's really amped up i was swapping text messages with somebody close to him i know he continues to do a lot to rehab his image hospital visits well here's another he reached out to somebody close to him and gave them access to a bunch of tickets for military personnel. For the Monday night game in Chicago, one week from Monday when he makes his return week five. Michael Floyd's suspension will be done here after the Detroit game Sunday. Michael Floyd providing a bunch of tickets for military personnel for the Bears game. A reminder, please support two of the sponsors of the Scoop Podcast, Vine Park Brewing, vinepark.com, and running tap, -tap running-tap.com that will do it for scoop podcast episode 100 again short and sweet well considering my standards normally i go whatever it is 45 to 60 to 75 minutes but again if you want your interview fix alan anderson nba free agent he makes a plea to play for the wolves gm thad levine he was on briefly on this episode we went a little bit deeper on episode 99 plus tyrone carter on making up with pj And Mike Gensel on Gophers Hockey, a ton of Gophers Hockey, on Scoop Podcast episode 99. Those four interviews on Scoop Podcast episode 99 here on 100, the second Scoop Podcast of the week, mostly news and notes with a brief conversation with Thad Levine upon his arrival back in the Twin Cities, figuring there's so much interest in the Twins, I may as well keep the Twins' momentum going, the conversations going here on the Scoop Podcast. Always appreciate you listening. Have a great weekend, everyone.